Welcome to Find Your Inner Voice. We are the vocal coaches from the Vocal Studio Singapore. And my name is Boyana. And today uh, we're having Coach Hasha to talk about a very uh, interesting subject and topic that is very dear to her heart. So again, uh, we're going to be talking as well as per usual about singing, music, vocal coaching and life around it. So welcome, Harsha. Welcome to today's uh, podcast. I'm very happy to be interviewing you on a on this topic that you will be talking about, which is about Bollywood music. So it's a workshop of Bollywood music that Coach Harsha will be starting, I guess, probably about two to three weeks from now, something like that. So stay with us to get to know um, the dates and more about this workshop. So how are you, Harsha? Hi, thank you so much, Boyana, for the lovely introduction and for setting up our podcast for today. Uh, I am good, I'm good, and I'm very excited for the Bollywood workshop that's going to be going on in a few weeks. And I'm super excited to tell you more about Bollywood and what the students are going to be able to learn from this workshop. Yes, sounds perfect. So uh, tell us more about anything more about the idea of the workshop or what do you want to start with, the content itself, whatever you feel like you should start with. Please let us know and start start sharing with us. Okay, okay. So, uh, what is Bollywood, right? Bollywood workshop. What are we going to learn in that? So, first of all, we have to differentiate Bollywood from the rest of the world. What makes it unique, right? Uh, from other, from pop Western music, for example. So, they're very, very um, small things in the music itself when we are singing it in terms of the melody. Uh, there are these ornamentations which are used in Hindi music or so to say classical Indian music, mm-hmm. right? And India is huge, so there's a lot of a lot of differences across. But I'm speaking for about the uh, mainstream, the main differences that we can see, observe, right? So in Indian, Bollywood came, which is Bollywood as a movie industry, right? It came, the music came from Indian classical music. And of course, it would water it down so that it is more enjoyable for normal layman listeners. And it's not so complicated. And we are like, this guy is singing for 25 minutes and I don't, I don't appreciate it because, you know, he's just like, he's moving his voice very intricately. But I don't appreciate it because, you know, I don't, uh, I can't um, sit down for 20 minutes and listen, for example. Uh-huh. So for movies, what was important was to communicate the emotion. Mm-hmm. And because of the society being very conservative, the music most of the time was in romantic situations, mm-hmm. right? So they can't talk about romance directly, like, hey, I love you, you love me, and then happy story. No, they will sing about it. They'll oh. sing about the sun, the moon, the stars, flowers, the rain. They'll sing about everything to convey the love. Oh, wow, that's really interesting. I'm, I'm really curious to understand now, so you say that um, when you're singing Bollywood music, you have to communicate through with emotions, which is the main thing that you have to do. Yes. Yeah? Yes. And why was it? I mean, yes, you, you mentioned that the, the society is conservative, so um, you know you can't just express it directly. But but I'm kind of curious to understand because this is still con- this is still considered as you know as an expression of love, as you're saying, but but it cannot be communicated. Like what, what was the reason that love cannot be communicated freely in between, you know, that. It's, that. it's about, it's about a being, it's such a special feeling. 
And you, if you just say it this way, if you just say it bluntly, uh, first of all, it's a thing about being shy, being coy, okay. right? So the girl has to sing about it. She can't just tell the guy. It's too forward. She has to sing about it from behind the tree, from behind the plants. These are the old songs, okay? Oh, old, wow, that's so the, sweet. I love it. Yeah. So I'm giving you the context of the old songs. Of course, contemporary movies nowadays, they don't even have songs because they are like, they can just talk it out and it's done. So the movies today don't, don't have much songs. But in the past, there were a lot of romantic songs, love songs, and they use complex poetry to express the, express the love. Because movies and songs are art, right? So why just say it when you can actually say it, sing it and express it? So... Yeah. Which brings me to the, yeah, the, the next difference, right? Main difference, like for people coming for the workshop, uh, they might be like, okay, but I sing, I sing a lot of pop songs. So what is going to be different when I learn a Hindi pop song? So the pop song, the song that I choose, I will make sure there's some classical embellishments inside. So it's semi-classical. Uh, so it's a pop song, but the voicing, the melody has things which are like we call harkate or movements which are going to be unique and different for them to take out for them to sing mm -hmm. so for example if i'm singing a song uh like because all of me loves all of you love your curves and all your edges mm -hmm. all your perfect imperfections for example okay uh, it's not like I'm performing, but I'm just giving an example. Singing this, it's a very simple, very beautiful melody, right? Now, if let's say I had to tell you what is going to be the Indian ornamentation in this, okay, it sounds funny because it's not meant to be in the English language. It's not meant to be in this all of me, right? So it's going to sound funny, but I'm trying to express to you what are you going to learn to do differently, okay? So, yeah. Cause all of me loves all of you. Love your curves and imperfections. All your perfect imperfections. Give all right. your all to me. I'll give my all to you. So, for example, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really sweet. I, <laughs> I love the example that you just gave. Yeah, it's it's great. So, um, yeah, yeah. Do you think that these ornaments, because ornaments we have in many other music and cultures, do you think that generally ornaments are more like musically, they're more like speaking from the heart rather than when you say things forward. What's your opinion? I think it's ornaments are like more on the melodical side, so we're more romantic when we... So we're like kind of more speaking, singing from the heart more than yeah. when we sing straight forward. Or, or, or maybe if we say that, we're going to offend, you know, the Western music, which is not good, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what's your opinion about it. Yeah. My opinion is that it's a cultural thing. Uh, sometimes that blunt straight out, when you're pouring your heart out, it also works. But the ornaments in the yeah. Indian what i feel they teach us is the patience you have to sit through the emotion ah. you have to sit through the emotion uh whereas the and and the the singing and the poetry is very important in the indian music uh because what that idea comes from is that you're essentially just sitting down with a tanpura which is an indian instrument right mm -hmm. 
and a tabla, for example. It's just two instruments and your voice in the classical setting. So it's very simple in terms of the production, which means you have to communicate the emotion mostly from your voice and your body, right? Your voice. So, and what better way to communicate than using your own body and your voice, this instrument, right? Uh, but of course, there's no good or bad. With technology, the production has gone up. You know, there's so many sounds and samples we can use. So people have replaced what we can do with this, yeah. with the other voicings which are digitally produced, right? And instruments that are, are tracked. Um, but I feel as if essentially, so even Indian classical, even instruments, we can do these same ornamentations using these instruments and voice uh, and other digital voicings. Uh, another reason why people have shifted the, the load to production is because we have lost the ability to sing all of that with clarity. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. you know, they say that what they are, uh, in, in an octave, there are 12 notes, right? So uh, in the past, there were even further breakdowns of that, 32, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but now we can't, it's not on the keyboard, first of all, microtones. Yeah. Yeah. You know, second of all, we have lost the ability because nobody sits down for 100 hours and, and practices one, one rag, for yeah. example, one, yeah. uh, one chord progression, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's true. I mean, uh, most, of it, most of it we live in very fast times. This is a time where, where we have to be very quick with everything. Everything is sort of, you know, fast food kind of, you know, uh, expression and, and, and movements. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah, we, we as artists, uh, we have to express our duty is to express, right, the, the times that we live in. So we have to reflect on what what we live in the moment. We cannot, you know, do music or express music as it was like 500 years ago, right? So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so very good. This is really, really interesting. Okay, so, so, what, um, so as you said, uh, uh, the difference from other genres of music and pop and Western is that in pop music and in Western music, we are very direct with the words. Whereas in, mm -hmm. Indian, in Indian or in Bollywood music, Bollywood singing, right? You have to really kind of, you know, you can't be so straightforward because of shyness or because, because of the emotion has to be expressed uh, through the body and, and that kind of language rather than just straightforwardness, right? Yeah, well, that was, it, it was in the past, that was in the past, but because it's such a heavy, yeah, it's a heavy tradition, right? So okay. culturally, people's tastes and palettes, they yeah. are accustomed to the whole, um, the ornamentations, which I'm talking about. So for example, there are mirrors, which are uh, the glides that we have, right? So the, uh, from a one to a five, we, uh, so we have a lot of these in the songs, a mirror. And then there is a, there's gamaks, which is like gamak. You know, so what does gamak sound like? Gamak sounds like a drum. Gamak. What is gamak? Can we get to know that? Gamak. So, for example, it's like a, a let me just, um, it's a fast drum-like sound. So, if you're singing something, uh, it's like a vibration. But not not really like a, it's not a vibrato, okay? So, uh, 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 so okay. it's like a, da -da -da, you know, it's like a little, little quick vibration just to emphasize so it reminds you of like a drum yeah okay so uh, how about uh, how about some rhythm patterns or something else that in terms of melody rhythm 
you know, something that's quite interesting and that you can share as well, more on the technical side? Okay. Uh, so, um, like how we have chord progressions, like scales, right? Mm -hmm. So in Indian music, we have rags. Rags, okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. But for the purpose of this workshop, I'm not going to go into uh, the theoretical aspect of mm -hmm. uh, Indian classical singing. I'm going to focus more on getting it, getting those movements in your getting it out in your own voice yeah yeah of course yeah yeah so so, so more yeah so, so sorry to interrupt so, in, so again in terms of rhythm and, and and structure it's it is based on there's no difference between Hollywood music i mean i guess well i'll just leave you talk it's better that way <laughs> Carry uh, okay on. okay so I can ask questions later sorry yeah. okay no worries no worries that that so the difference has become narrower over the years in the past, or if you look at, even currently, if you look at Indian classical music, there's a different structure. You start with a slow alap, which is just uh, vowels, vocals being, uh, you know, open vowels, like, uh, so the song starts like that. And then the beat starts. And then the words start coming in, the verses come in. Then there's a chorus that you keep going back to. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then... In the, and then towards the second half, you start doing tans, which are like fast, uh, like uh, improvisations. Mm -hmm. But you're also doing it in open vowels, in the R sound, right? And then towards the end, you go back to the chorus, and then you finish the last line of the chorus three times, which is like the high, and then oh, the wow. song ends. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that yes. there was a particular structure to follow. Wow, that's that's good. So is are there yes. are, are this structure typical for all the Bollywood songs or is it just No. No. Okay. That's for classical songs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so if you if you call yourself a classical Indian singer, you will know what I'm talking about. This is going to be that. But in Bollywood songs they have become very much like our pop western oh, okay. um, because Bollywood is considered the pop, right? Yeah. So it kind of copy pastes the ideas from the Hindustani classical, from jazz, mm -hmm. from world music. So genres from across the world, sounds from across the world. Uh, it really knows how to keep up with times, for sure. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Okay, yeah. thank you for that. Um, so um, how about some famous favorite artists from Bollywood music? What are... What are the artists that you could um, share with us? Some names or some that inspired you, or you know, what do you? What's your? What's okay, your okay. Uh, I absolutely uh, loved the older songs, like uh, uh, so. Of course, there's Asha Bosley and Lata Mangeshkar, and they're actually sisters, uh, and they're both amazing female artists. And for the male artists, Mohammad Rafi, and uh, there was a. Kishore Kumar. So I know these names are, but maybe we will link them down when people are watching this, they can go and look up the names. Yeah. Uh, and in contemporary times, of course, we have uh, amazing artists like uh, Sonu Nigam. Sonu Nigam is, is one person who can do it all, I believe. You know, he has that texture of, uh, he can do, uh, you know, his falsetto is amazing, but he can also do all the, the Indian ornamentations that we're talking about, the oscillations, the mirrors, uh, mm. which is the glides, everything. And so it's a good blend between a smooth Western textured voice. So it's not uh, raspy that way. You know, it's not like an Indian classical heavy voice or uh -huh. like a female fluttery, very high pitched voice. 
but right. it's like a nice, easy to listen to contemporary voice, but he's doing in, doing all the ornamentations. And okay. and another a female version of that, I think, would be Sunidhi Chauhan. Like, she's also amazing. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So I'll, I'm taking notes from these names so we're gonna put them with a tag or something you know in our Definitely, yes in our insta when we when we post um, this yeah this podcast so that people can check them out right of course okay yes. Yes. very good thanks very much for sharing um yeah i would i would definitely check these names and i'm so happy that you know we can learn from you this way all right so yeah. lastly um yeah <laughs> lastly what what can students expect to learn out of this workshop like how was do you know what what's the, how many less how many lessons will be there? Uh, how is tell, tell us more about the content and expectations for the that you know students things that students can learn right and maybe mm. how long the workshop will be um, how long is the lecture and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So um, I believe it's going to be like for fifty to one fifty minutes to one hour. I think fifty sixty minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, there might be, I think, four sessions. Okay. Uh, we might we might extend it to five if, let's say, the student group is bigger and we need to spend more time during each session to make sure everyone is to, uh, is on par. Mm -hmm. uh, and what they can take away, uh, what they can expect to learn is that uh, first of all, um, how we have our Dori Mi Fa Solatido, right? The sausages mm -hmm. we're going to do in the Indian um, sargam. So it's Sarigama Patanisa. So we'll do warm ups in that, okay, uh, just to get their bearings right. Um, and, and only because that's the most universal way to do it in a group class, you know, in a group class, that would be the best way to do it, to get them to warm up. Uh, and then, of course, um, I will introduce the, the, what I just spoke about. So if they can watch this before the class, it will be fantastic because I'll introduce the roots of where Indian music and Hindi pop music is coming from, where Bollywood music is coming from. And we will slowly start to learn a song which actually has all these oscillations, the murkis, um, uh, which is the vibrations, um, all these harkate inside. And what this will do is actually it will teach them to improve on their gaiki, which is their singing, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, the vocalizing of certain emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, how can I emphasize on this emotion? You slow it down, you add a little harkat in it, you know, and we will use a song which already has it to apply. So we can try singing a song very simply and then we apply this harkat and see that, wow, the effect is completely changed now, you know? So wow. we will practice that. Yes, and we'll work on that. And I think for those people who are learning Bollywood or Hindi music for the first time, and you're usually used to singing very straightforward, simply, you know, easily. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a nice challenge for them to try exploring, doing something a little bit fancier with their voice, you know, fancier. Yeah. In terms of pushing themselves to flutter, their voice flutters, vibrates, yeah. you know, yeah. to do a slow glide. So I think that is very liberating because you are suddenly exploring things you never thought you could do. But actually, it is simple if you just... Then five minutes and try. So I have picked a song, but I'm still comparing and uh, evaluating. And I think after I, after the introduction class, I can evaluate again, depending on who our student pool is. But I think the song um, I have picked is Lal Ishq, 
which means red love. So Lal Ishq, if you listen to it, and the Indians will tell you that this song is very beautiful, but if you ask them to sing it, they will feel a little tied up. Like, oh, uh, okay, it's got a lot of runs in it. How am I going to do it? In fact, I'm teaching it to a student now, and he was like, I can't do this. This is like impossible. And I'm like, no, it's not impossible. It's, it can be done, and we'll break it down part by part. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, Indian classical music, people often think that, oh, it's it's really like difficult or it's like it requires a special talent, which I don't have. So yeah. I want to bridge that gap and be like, no, you can enjoy the music you love and you can do it too. You know, don't yeah. be overwhelmed by the magnitude of the uh, tradition. So if you're coming for the workshop, you will. You can expect to learn things which maybe you thought were difficult or you are trying but you can't get it out, then I will help you out with how to breathe and, of course, the techniques of singing. How do you get it out without getting in the way? Okay, thank you very much, Hasha. Thanks very much for sharing. I hope you guys liked what you hear and uh, we will see you soon. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much, Boyana. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.